Darling, you can leave. Goodbye, Molly. Oh, <laughs> she had to squeeze her way through the door. <laughs> Bless her heart. Good boy, Molly. Um, Jack calls his cat Molly. Yeah. Hello, Molly. Oh, Jack also talks to his cat in a British accent. I don't think Baby Nation knows that yet. Okay. Well, we you, reserve it. It embarrasses that. you. We reserve it for family. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Good. That's how I'm going to begin editing this. There's literally no way that I will keep what you just said. Yeah. In I was this trying to think of a, a swear for every letter of BSCC. Yep, and I'm not going to repeat it here. Yeah. Maybe I'll... <laughs> Great. That was... You know what or... that... You know what that translated as in this edit? Yeah. Just a series of beeps. Yeah. <laughs> so you can keep saying it, but the magic of editing is going to make it sound like I could you're be saying beeping robot. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and no one would know because I'm just beeping. Yeah. I could say... <laughs> well, that was a funny one, but guess what? That's going to translate as four big long beeps in a row. <laughs> so <laughs> no one's going to know. <laughs> it was funny. It was charming. Yeah. But, you know, I hold the keys. Here's a better way to start Yeah. the podcast. I'm that, listening. I'm uh, interested. Something I just thought of. Yeah. Goes like this. Yeah. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 You nailed it. Were you trying to get it on time, or was that just a coincidence? Yeah, I'm a professional. Good. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Greenring, discuss the classic works of St. Anne Matthews Martin, Princess of Princeton, uh, first of her name, author of the Babysitter's Club books, which we are reading and discussing. Today, we read a book called, why don't you say it? I won't. You know why? Why? I'm on strike. (laughs) Good. Mallory on strike? I won't do this show anymore until we get fair wages. I want to join a union. You know what that means for us as a podcast? What does it mean? It means we're just going to have to go to a lot more meetings. Yeah. And we will still continue to be paid. And I will bleep this out. Yeah. But the sum of dollars. Yeah. So it just costs us money, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to buy you a six pack every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's the only way I can podcast, Tanner. As you know, and as I think is probably obvious. Uh, do you want to talk about the book? Yes, the book is called Mallory on Strike, which is why I made that hilarious joke about being on strike. Yeah, it was a good one. You know what we should do, Tanner? Let's describe these books. How about I describe the book in my way? Then I'll put 60 seconds on a fucking clock. I don't care if it's big. I don't care if it's small. I don't care if it's wicked. I don't care if it's benevolent. I'm just going to put 60 seconds on a clock, and then I'll have you describe the book. How does that feel to you? I love that idea. Good. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, I just came up with it. Ooh. Yeah. That's why you make the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I want to make what you make. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about unionizing this podcast afterwards. I'm going to begin... Oh, you know what else I should probably mention? Hmm. We have a bar. Oh, yeah. For some dumb idiot reason, Yeah, we decided to record on a Friday night this week, and the neighbors downstairs are having a party, Yeah, and Jack lives above a bar with a backyard, and it's unseasonably warm this week. Yeah. 
So there's just sounds coming at us from every direction. So if you're hearing those sounds, imagine that you are at an intimate cocktail party where someone is tastefully in the distance playing some club bangers. Yeah. <laughs> that are just is kind of filtering into your consciousness as you listen to the dulcet tones of your best friend, Uncle Jack Shepard. Don't call yourself uncle. <laughs> Ugh. Yuck. Yucky. Describe Mallory on Strike, book number 47. Baby Nation, you know what Club. Jack calls himself sometimes <laughs> to friends? Uncle Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's just between you and me, but it's I, everybody gets it. Yeah. My wife strongly dislikes it. <laughs> strongly. You insist that she call you Uncle Daddy? No, she w- won't and wouldn't. Yeah, but she doesn't like me. I think she doesn't like the third person thing. She when doesn't you, like you the uncle thing. You consider it for yourself as old Uncle Jacko. Yeah, it started off as old Uncle Jacko, right? And I felt like that was wanted to spice it up a little bit. With <laughs> uncle, uncle Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, Uncle Daddy is going to tell you a story, Baby Nation and Tanner. I'm going to begin now. Forced into a life of unpaid drudgery by a merciless capitalist machine, Mallory Pike feels like all the light and radiance of her creative spirit is being slowly snuffed out. But unlike the dull-eyed drones who surround her and who numbly accept the unending churn of their pointless daily labor, Mallory feels a spark growing inside with each new humiliation. A wrath burning hotter with each degrading and menial task that is forced upon her. A pent-up fury that cannot and will not be held back, because soon she will strike. She will strike like a match that starts a glorious fire. She will strike like a snake that kills from the shadows. She will strike like a worker who has turned her righteous anger against the rotten bourgeois apparatus that has held her back for too long. Prepare to witness the blinding white light of the rage that is Mallory on strike. Uncle Tanner, your thoughts? I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) As per usual. Here's what I'm going to do now, Tanner. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put 60 seconds on a, let's be honest, big bad clock. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you fill in the details. I'm going to start the clock right now. Mallory Pike is a sister to several other children. Uh-huh. Uh, she is trying to write a award-winning short story for Young Authors Day. Uh, she can never find the time because her parents are always pressuring her to watch the kids, and the Babysitter's Club is always pressuring her to babysit. Uh, and she has homework on top of all of that. She... Uh, Asks to be demoted at the Babysitter's Club to much aghast. And she goes on strike at home. She puts it on a sandwich board that says, Mallory on strike. No more free babysitting for me, deadbeats. <laughs> she writes her award-winning story. And she reads it in front of her school on Author's Day. And she wins top prize. And she meets an author that she likes. And... Uh, then she starts babysitting again, and everything's okay. Her parents are nice to her again. They take and her time. out to the mall. <laughs> what happened there, man? You were getting there. You got the thing out. Yeah. 
But it just felt like you... Well, it's like this book. Yeah. <laughs> this book was, again, Anne. Anne. This is a long one. Yeah. You gave us a bit of a long one. Yeah. You didn't really give us a B-plot today. It wasn't a B-plot, and then all of a sudden there was this like extra, I would say, 30 pages on the end. Yeah. It was neither dibbly nor was, distant. It was tied up in a bow. Mm-hmm. She won the thing. She learned her lesson. She realized family was most important. Yeah. The book was over. And I was like, what? There's still 30 pages left in this. And then it was like she just took her brothers and sisters out on an adventure. It took 30 pages and nothing happened. Yeah. You did the thing. Mallory strikes. Mallory strikes. Much like the Communist Manifesto, it is difficult to read at times, but is a powerful statement about what happens when the workers rise up against the rotten, capitalistic, decaying system. Right. Can I describe a scene to you? Please. Mallory Pike mm-hmm. is on her front lawn. Okay. Uh, with her is Nikki Pike and Vanessa Pike. Mm-hmm. Her brother and sister. They're raking leaves. Mm-hmm. Jesse is over helping them, mm-hmm. as is Dawn. Uh, they're having a really good time. Mallory's raking, and Dawn's kind of in the background laughing as Jesse is scooping up leaves and throwing them at a laughing <laughs> and retreating uh mallory pike and nikki pike yeah 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 did that scene yeah happen in this book no do we need to have a chat with our friend hodges hodges <laughs> hodges i know you're listening i know you're listening why did you design why it? is the cover of this book that thing that i just said because it does not happen in this book yeah god this is real fake news this is fake news it's fake hodges. news hodges 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 Swallow, uh, designer of the Babysitter's Club covers. Did you even read the book, Hodges? (laughs) This is fake fucking news. There's no raking in this book. There are no leaves in this book. No. I'm not even sure it's autumn. It's the perfect version of fake news, which is like pretty plausible. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a regular person in Stony Brook, and you see some update on Facebook that's like, Mallory and Jesse babysat for the Pike kids and had fun raking leaves. There's nothing wrong as a consumer and not like a news expert right. with being like, oh, that's a thing that must have happened. I'm going to share that. Right. But that's what makes it so much more insidious. Hodges. Hodges. This did not happen. No. <laughs> you know what we should start doing? Oh, Jack. Yeah. Maybe Hodges is sending us messages. Oh, shit. Maybe every time we get a book cover that features a scene that does not happen in the book, <laughs> yeah, we should like jot it down. Okay. Maybe he's telling us a story. This is how Hodges communicates. Yeah. Ooh. So, what? I just, I'm, this freaks me out now. Yeah. You know, like, Hodges, like, in the next book cover. Yeah. Hodges, for the cover of Jesse's Wish, number 48, if you need to tell us anything, yeah. if you need to, like, Show us where the body's buried. Yeah, if or... this, the scholastic lawyers, I know they're listening to this, and I know they're breathing down your neck. Right, but just give us a sign, Hodges. Just do us a little uh, something in the cover. We're good at finding. These we'll things. figure it out. Yeah, right. and who I know is also listening to this tried to send us a message, and all she could write, all she felt comfortable writing, was her name. And we found, we figured out what she, meant. we figured out what she wanted to say. Hodges, we're listening. Yeah. We see what you're doing. Yeah. I think this is like a cryptogram. Okay. Like, I think this is a piece of a puzzle. Yeah. The one other time this has happened was Mary Ann, Mrs. Logan. Yeah. Oh, they're going ice skating. Roller skating. Yeah. 
she's roller skating with Christy and she's like falling over and having a good time. Right. And which is not a scene that happens in that book. No. Or ever. I'm glad you're on this beat, Tanner. You're on the fake Hodges news beat. Yeah. And it's good. It's good for our project here. Somebody's got to do it. Generations of Babysitter's Club fans were reading these books being like, oh, I guess that must have been something I missed. I guess I just read it too quickly. Yeah. Mallory doesn't rake. No. In this book. No. It is conceivable that it was something she would do and something she would go on strike for. Right. Her parents would go make her rake. Yeah. And she's like, no, I need to write my story. You're keeping me from my art. Yeah, this is new, too. It's like Mallory was never a writer until today. No. And now she's like a world-class writer. She does this like positive visualization thing, which I really appreciate. Yeah. At the beginning of the book, when she's writing her story for Young Authors Day, she yeah. keeps referring to it in conversation as her award-winning story. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't babysit. I have to go and write my award-winning story. Oh, you know what? It's the secret. Should I just give you an award for like best podcast host right now, right here and right now? Can you do that? Yeah. You're Tanner? allowed to do that? Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm okay. just going to do it. Tanner, this yeah. is a surprise, man. We've been doing this for a long time. We're almost at our 50th episode. Uh-huh. You weren't expecting this? No. Uh and I know this is a deviation from what we're talking about, but yeah. I want to award you, my friend, yeah. for your hard work and dedication with the award of best podcast host Wow! in our award-winning podcast, right? the Babysitter's Club Club. Jack, I got news for you. What? Our podcast has won multiple awards. Really? What? You know why? I only know of one. No. I have an announcement to make to you. What? I want to award you... The first annual yeah. Stinker's Choice Award <laughs> uh-huh. for Worst Podcast Host uh-huh. from the podcast Stinkies is what we call it. Uh-huh. It's for bad podcast hosts. Okay. So you won an award too. In the Stinker's our... Choice Award, man. How can I be? From the Stinkies. Okay. Can I give me an acceptance speech for that? Real quick. unprecedented, but Eddie, usually people don't show up to the ceremony because they're so embarrassed. Thanks for this fucking award, assholes. Uh-huh. I will have you fucking know that I am the host of a multiple award-winning podcast. Right. So it's bullshit for you to call me a stinky host. Fuck you. Good night. Go home. I hate you. Huh. Okay. I'll pass that along to the committee. <laughs> Good. What were we talking about? Can't remember. <laughs> I have, I like scrolled through my notes, and I have a section in my notes. It's called "Commodification and the Creeping Rot of Capitalism." <laughs> should we? Should we? Let's dive in. D- dive into that. Oof, and... Can't wait to take a bite out of that <laughs> juicy morsel. See where that goes. Yeah. Um. Here's something. Okay. On this topic. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sort of. <laughs> Fuck you. Mal has a teacher who she's in love with called Mr. Doherty. Uh-huh. Um, she really likes him because he is, quote, the coolest, mm-hmm. the funniest, and the smartest teacher she has ever had. He's actually had a book published. Mm-hmm. You and I have had a book published. That's true. And we're the coolest, funniest, and smartest people. Yeah. Right? We have published a book together. I just wanted to mention it because I bet Baby Nation doesn't know that. I bet it'll, <laughs> I bet it'll blow their minds. <laughs> that not Nation? only do we do, do this dumb podcast together, 
but we've actually written a published book that's available for purchase. And I also should warn Baby Nation that it is not Review of My Cat by Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring. Mm-hmm. It is Review of My Cat by Jack Shepard and Tanner Ringaroo. Oh, so I got the first billing, even yeah. though it wasn't ABC order. Yeah. I don't know how I swung Jack that. Shepard is three syllables, and Tanner Ringaroo is five. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Here's a thing that I am surprised that you did not pick up on, sir. What? Given what we have just discussed. Mr. Doherty. <laughs> oh, my God. Baby Nation, the signs are all there. It's all in the text. This suave, cool, artistic new teacher comes into town. Everyone loves him. Mallory's obsessed with him, and his name is Mr. Doherty. You want to give uh, Baby Nation a quick uh, tour around the mansion yeah, that I is do. Bread Theory? Yeah, I right do. The- yeah, I do. Baby yeah. Nation Bread Theory. Here's the thing. It's all bread. <laughs> it's all bread. Yeah. Just all of it. <laughs> it's all bread. Yeah. And that- this is just more fuel for the fire, Mr. Doherty. Is there anything more you can say at this time? Or? No, I wouldn't dare. I know I know that your PR people yeah. are, are kind of holding back the reins on what you can and God, can't I say. God, I would not dare say anything else, man. That would be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know a lot more. Oh, boy. Yeah. If you could get a peek into this head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo. You know what? I would think that Doherty... If, if it weren't for the obviously valid and substantive theory that is bread theory, yeah, you know what I would think that Doherty were a reference to? Tell me. The commodification and the creeping rot of capitalism. Okay. How dough, cash, cold, filthy lucre ruins everything. Okay. This is a book that is about a woman who is sick of the terms of under which she has entered society and sick of being exploited by the rotten apparatus of a bourgeoisie, right? Sure. And who takes it into her own hands to strike yeah. and to demand her workers' rights. It's beautiful. It's a good sentiment. Wait, just before we leave Mr. Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's described over and over again by Mal as this brilliant writer and author yeah and then on the first day of class he comes into the classroom mm-hmm. and he's like sitting there in his like tweed jacket with his elbow patches yeah which she describes as being pretty cool yeah it's like a real intimidating situation They're like mm-hmm. who is this guy he seems so cool and so sophisticated yeah and he gets up in front of the class and he writes on the whiteboard the right stuff yeah t-h-e W W R I T E. Very cool. S T U F F. Yeah. Do you have it? And then he turns it? around and he looks at everyone and says, Do you have it? Yeah. <laughs> and, it like, and it's like, I like I was like, Wow, Mallory, you're right. This guy really has a way with words. <laughs> but it like sends Mallory into like a shame spiral <laughs> where she's like, Oh God, I don't have the right stuff. I don't know what it means. That could mean anything. <laughs> um,. So anyway, he's probably a hack. (laughs) You were talking about communism? Yeah. Mallory makes this bold stand against the creeping consumerism of the 80s and 90s by saying, like, I'm going to go on strike. I'm going to demand rights. 
Right. Right? Like, fuck this bullshit. Workers deserve rights. I'm going to take this stand even though the BSC doesn't necessarily support me. Christy and Marianne don't totally get why I'm doing this, but, like, I'm striking from the Babysitter's Club. I'm striking from helping my dumb family out with their constant chores. Yeah, fuck like, you, you. I want to express myself as Mr. an artist. Mr. and Mrs. Pike. Like, I am the working people. Here's an idea, Mr. and Mrs. Pike. Yeah. Stop banging so much. Stop. Yeah. You, you lit- Could you take one fucking second? and stop having fucking babies it's like it's bad for the environment yeah it's It's, bad for mallory it's bad for the fucking society that we're trying to build right anyway what is it why don't you adopt a baby yeah like the thomas brewers did well you know what actually and i don't want to baby shame yeah especially on this podcast it's about babysitting right but like why don't you not have any more children just stop having kids you pikes (laughs) there are enough pikes in this world like they honestly there are enough pikes tanner please allow me to finish my point Uh, i don't remember the start of it so (laughs) mallory takes this brave stand against a consumerist society she finally gets her demands the rotten bourgeois fat cats who control the means of production Mm-hmm. finally given to her demands because her strike is effective and they're like, oh, we're going to give you a free day. We're going to pay you more. We're going to respect your wishes. Right. What does she do with that freedom? She goes to the mall and spends all the money she can. Yeah, she goes to the fucking mall. God, that whole chapter was like an ad for the Washington Commons Mall too. Oh, it's grim. It was just like, oh, this mall is so cool. Five floors of shopping. Can you believe it? Yeah, and the worst moment in the mall is they go to this store called Zingies. Yeah, Zingies. I don't know if it's made up by Ann and Martin or if that's like a real mall store. No idea. I imagine it as being kind of like Pacific Sunwear. No, I think it's like Hot Topic. It's like Hot Topic. Yeah. They go to this store called Zingies, and here's the quote. Zingies is this really cool place that sells punk clothing. Not only are their clothes outrageous, but the salespeople are bizarre. The guy who greeted us at the door was no exception. His black hair was dyed bright red on top, and a peace symbol had been shaved into the side of his head. This is like the ultimate commodification of youth culture and like punk rock and counterculture they like walk in and there's a shirt that says dibble on it and they're like what what (laughs) oh shit they know yeah the vietnam war is stale (laughs) (laughs) yeah good reagan (laughs) yeah 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 reagan's not distant yeah (laughs) ollie north He, not acute in my book. <laughs> that was an Ollie North reference yeah. for you, uh, baby bees who are still four, following four along. Four-year-old baby bees <laughs> who watched the news in 1990. <laughs> I did a report on Oliver North once. Really? The only reason I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I think we could open up a shop, man. <laughs> yeah, those are good slogans. Yeah, baby nation, don't write those down. Uh, no, trademark, those trademark, things. yeah, babysitters club, club, yeah. Jack Shepard, Tanner Greenring. Oliver North. Not a cute in my book. Not, yeah. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We're going to work on it. But we're going to open up a pop-up shop called Zingies. (laughs) Good. Um, Moving on here now to our next topic. Great. Love new topics. Love seamless segues. Good. What do you... All right, I will let you choose. I'm going to let you choose from an array of topics. Yeah. Do you want to talk about 
dolls, dinosaurs, or feminism and Virginia Woolf? It's a trick question because you're going to look kind of like an asshole if you pick dinosaurs. I really want to pick dinosaurs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got some dinosaur stuff. Yeah. I didn't catch any doll stuff. Yeah. Didn't catch any Virginia Woolf stuff. Well, should we just go over it real quick then? I guess. Yeah. Hit Have me. you a room of one's own? Sure. Virginia Woolf's essay about how to be a woman writer, they need a figurative and literal room of their own. Yep. And it's something that came up before in the book Marianne and the Great Romance. Yeah, of where, course. Yeah, yeah. We're Don and Marianne the, getting a fight about right their their work practices. Yeah. And Marilyn yeah. and Carolyn, sure. The twins in the B plot, yeah, need a room of their own. Right. Which is an obvious reference. And what happens in this book as an outcome of Mallory finally standing up for herself and she gets a little sign on her door that gives her unfettered access to her own bedroom. Right. A room of her own. Yeah. To work in. To work in. On her stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I guess. Okay. Dinosaurs, huh? Yeah, dinosaurs. (laughs) Wow. Can you believe how much dinosaur action there was in this book? There was a lot of dinosaur action. I'm not going to lie. boy. And I'm like having a hard time wrapping my head around it. Yeah. (laughs) Some of it was pretty deep. Yeah. Can I read you a passage? Please. Vanessa pointed to Claire, who was standing in the doorway. She was holding her finger, which was wrapped in a dinosaur band-aid. Behind her stood the triplets with devilish grins on their faces. Yeah. They say all the dinosaurs died, Claire said in a tiny voice. That's not true, is it? Come here and sit on my lap, I said, patting my knee. And I'll tell you about the dinosaurs that lived in the past and the ones that live in our minds now. I underlined that quote twice in my notes. <laughs> I'll tell you about the dinosaurs that lived in the past. We all know about that. The world was created 2,000 years ago, and <laughs> yep. dinosaur fossils were planted by, by Satan. Satan himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We all know that. We're not going to go into that. We're, right. we're, we're all scientists here. <laughs> but what about the dinosaurs that live in our minds yep. now? Anne? Tanner, for the, for the baby bees who are just dipping in, what's the deal with dinosaurs? We didn't just catch on to this. Dinosaurs have been a pervasive theme of the last five or six books. Yeah, you always say that, and it's actually been like the last 10 to 15 Honestly, books. <laughs> it's been the last 10 to 15. Yeah. Uh, Anne, at some point, stopped writing these books. Yeah. She was an advisor. Mm-hmm. She helped write them with a team of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, the popular factions who were warring or having supernatural wars in Stony Brook mm-hmm. formerly were the demons, the witches, the doll people, everyone, you know, that cast of characters. Right. Anyone you'd expect yep. in a supernatural Anybody, war. and if you're a new baby bee, you'll remember this from the books. Right. The dolls and the witches and the ghosts and of course, the, the of course. demons and, and the cat people and all of the factions that you're familiar with. Right. But if you stopped when Anne stopped writing the books, they introduce a whole new set of factions. Right. And among them are the the ballerinas, mm-hmm. the soldiers with their magnificent weapons, yep. and the dinosaurs. Right. And so far in the last 10 to 15 books, the dinosaurs seem to be getting a lot more screen time yeah. than any of the other new factions. They're mentioned pretty frequently. And now we've got like a pretty, I think, probably canon-defining right mention in yeah. this book we got one fairly recently where a man named i think goober mansfield yeah was an obvious avatar representative of the dinosaurs he right. dressed up and did a dinosaur show which led me to speculate that it's not 
actual dinosaurs. It's like people or beings or entities that call themselves dinosaurs. Right. And he Um, was an agent of chaos. Right. Um, And now the dinosaurs live in our minds. They live in our minds. What does that mean? Does it mean that we're all capable of We are all capable of... Like, dinosaur means great lizard. It's great lizard, right. Like, it's something in our lizard brain, right? Mm, so right. there's something going on deep in our atavistic memories of the past. You think it's like maybe a collective consciousness? Yeah. So I will go on to say, I should say, Baby Nation, Anne or Mallory or whoever's writing this book right. doesn't go on to say what the deal is with the dinosaurs that live in our minds. No. So we're just kind of left with this. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's the dinosaur that lives in our mind, though. Yeah. It's it's the unknown. It's the unknown. It's chaos. Right. It's the primordial blackness. Right. You know, and sometimes that makes manifest, right? Sometimes that comes out. Sometimes you get a Goober Mansfield who comes out and is, like, Oof. doing the dance of the dinosaurs and, like, shit goes crazy. And sometimes it's just, like, that's something you have to live with that's inside your fucking brain. There's dinosaurs in all of our brains. Yeah. Our lizard brain. Baby Nation, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you're covered in a cold sweat. Yeah. And you just have these, like, anxiety thoughts. You just can't push them out of your head. That's the dinosaurs in your brain. That's the dinosaurs that Anne is trying to warn us about. Right. Um, Sorry for that if you have nightmares tonight. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to have nightmares about that and um, Virginia Woolf. Did we, <laughs> did we did touch briefly on Virginia Woolf, right? Yeah. So you're going to have nightmares remember. about the d- dinosaurs and now, uh, the idea of women having a room of their own. I can't remember. Did, and... Was Virginia Woolf a wolf? <laughs> <laughs> she was a wolf? Uh, we can't. We There's no way of saying. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, scary to think about. Yeah. Did got... we go over that? I can't remember. No, we didn't go over it. Okay. And I, listen, I was an English major in college. Oh yeah, yeah. Surprising. Yeah, I you know I don't like to reveal a lot about my backstory and my past, but I can now reveal to you, yeah, and to the Baby Nation that I was an English major in college, um, and I've studied Virginia Woolf, never mentioned at all by any of the professors or any of the texts, primary or secondary sources that I read, right? Whether or not she was a wolf. See, that's suspicious. Yeah, if I were teaching that class, right, that's something that I would want to clear up right at the fucking beginning. Baby Nation. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, Jack is not a shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And And I am not a green ring. We're transparent about that. No, I'm a human man. Yeah. Jack has a profession other than sheep herder. Am I a bee? Am I not a bee? Does it fucking matter? Doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about. Doesn't matter. Not a shepherd. Not a green ring. Not a green ring. Human man. Yeah. Something other than a sheep herder. Yeah. Is Virginia a wolf? Does that matter? It it matters because they it, she, it it was never yeah. stated that she wasn't yeah no one has ever said she's not should women have a room of their own yes. absolutely we think so absolutely we both think so everyone yeah. thinks every reasonable person whether they be bee wolf you know what shepherd I'm disgusted that it took a wolf <laughs> to finally like come up with that idea yeah people should have fucking come up with that right. <laughs> We shouldn't be doing this just because we're afraid of a wolf. No. <laughs> it, you know what? It disgusts me that that's why we're doing this. <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. Really, you know, faith in humanity is really shaken. <laughs> faith in wolfkind through yeah. the roof. <laughs> yeah, through the fucking roof. Wolf futures are soaring right now. <laughs> Good. Yep. 
<laughs> what are we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't there was a third thing. Dinosaurs, Virginia Wolf. Yeah. Dolls. Dolls. You caught some doll stuff in this guy. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> dolls is another faction. You know that. We know that. Everyone Obviously, knows that. No, everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go into it. No. I'm just going to I'm going to read you a passage. Um that happens after Claire Pike goes missing. They're babysitting for the Pikes, Marianne and Dawn, her sister. Right. Babysit for the Pikes so that Mallory can have a little bit of time to herself, right. a room of her own. Right. To create, to write. Right. And they're doing a pretty good job until they count the Pikes and they realize that Claire is missing. Oh, yeah. This scene was so spooky. Yeah. She heard a piping sound like singing. She stopped and listened. The sound was coming from the stairs leading down to the rec room. Playmates, come out and play with me and bring your dollies three. Dee, 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 dee. A high little voice sang, slightly yeah. off-key. Yeah. Don peered around the corner. Sitting on the top step was Claire, holding two clothespins in her hand. She danced them on her leg as if they were dolls. Uh, hey... Dawn said gently. Who are your playmates? Claire held up the clothespins. This is Tilly, and this is Millie. What are their last names? Dawn asked. Silly, Millie, go, go. Yeah, says Claire. Right. That is fucking terrifying. Uh, yeah, I don't... It worries me that the dolls aren't around anymore. Right. And so, like, Claire has resorted to these, like, clothespins. Oh, so you think they've left. I guess. Like, why else? Like, Claire is a young girl. She must be resplendent with dolls. Right. But instead, she's playing with these clothespins. She remembers them. She has a fucking weird lizard brain memory of the dolls. Right. That were once. Right. That's fucking frightening. There's been a little bit of doll talk in the last few episodes. Right. But it's just like the standard shit you would expect from a town that is built on an ancient burial ground. Right. As made evident by the fact that there's a segment of this show dedicated to talking about dolls. Dolls used to be a pretty major force yeah. in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Yeah. And now it's like, we haven't talked about it. It's all dinosaurs these days, you know? Yeah. And now, like, the dolls are gone. The dolls are gone. And instead we've just got Millie like, and Tilly, Silly Billy Goo Goo. And these like creepy fucking kids who have this like collective memory of these dolls and keep bringing them back. A couple weeks ago we had a child, like a charge of the babysitters called Nina Marshall, who had an imaginary friend called Jimmy Tony. Yeah. Which may be part of the same thing where it's like these kids remember the dolls, remember the time when the dolls walked free and somehow something and i don't know what it is maybe it's the fact that the the seven babysitters are one again and they're like the circle is complete and they've like purged stony brook right but the rest of the town seems to have forgotten you know it's even more terrifying thought what they're all just dolls man it started with claudia yeah. and now they've all just become dolls like yeah. it's not that there's no dolls it's that they're all dolls. Okay. And the old function of dolls has yeah. been erased. Well, and this is when we first started talking about dolls, 
it was in our discussion of a book called The Ghost of Dawn's House. Right. And what happened there is that her house was described as being this creepy dollhouse seeming place. Right. And then they cut to a scene of these two girls creepily playing with a dollhouse. Is everybody a doll? Oh, you th- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this and, is a long yeah. long held theory on this show. So I, these are questions that we thought we had answers to, and now they're being opened up again. You just can't leave well enough alone, can you, Anne? Yeah. You got to keep scratching at that wound, mm. Anne. Horrifying. Okay. Well. Mutant inventors from outer space. <laughs> you just go through. Are we at the point of the day where we just go through our notes to see if there's anything new? We can talk about the creative culture at the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I would like to do that so much. <laughs> what do they call it at Google? 20% time or something like that? 10% time? Yeah. What is it called? Uh, 20% time. Yeah, 20% time. Yeah. Infamously, Google and other creative places to work offer their employees something similar to 20% time, which is... 80% of your time goes into the company. 20% of your time goes into your own interests, your own goals. You can do a little head-first networking. Head-first networking. Whatever. Whatever you, know. you want. Yeah. Uh, it would be helpful mm-hmm. if your 20% time also aligned with company goals. Yeah. But. You know what? It's your 20% time. Yeah. Do what you want with it. Yeah. Babysitter's Club does not have 20% time. Yeah. Well, and we, with our company, use our 20 We have 20% time, right? Because I use my 20% time to record this podcast, edit this podcast, read the books for this podcast. Yeah. I hope we have 20% time. When you say otherwise, our company, do you mean? The pl- the place we work at. Oh, you no. Work, no, uh, no. We no. don't have 20%. No, no, no. Okay. I do that in my free time. So All that stuff. I'm only doing 80% of my work, I've just realized. Right. I'm only doing 80% of what I'm paid to be doing. Right. Is that, should I should I, I just, just think it's fine. HR? I think you go into HR tomorrow, you say, yeah. I only do 80% of my work. <laughs> yeah. Decrease my salary by 20%. Okay. okay. Okay, good. You're fine. All right, so carry on. 20% time, which we don't offer. Baby Nation, if you work for mine and Tanner's company, uh, Breaking Bulletin, we do not offer 20% time. So if you're spending 20% of your time doing something else, as I was, you should give 20% of your salary back to the company and probably tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Go to your company now. yeah, Yeah. If you're listening to this at work. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You owe your company for yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Bad news. Yeah. Bad news podcast. I put in 100% at work. No, I know. Uh, yeah. I definitely I, don't. I, I just always thought you were overworking, and now I yeah. kind of realize that that's like, that's what you paid take for. take half a day yeah. on a Friday to go play Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? What did you do this morning? I was playing video games for work. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's winter Fridays, right? Yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, winter Fridays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fortunately, our company does have a policy that's winter Fridays. Right, and basically, it's like if you want to spend the first half of a Friday playing video games, right, you should totally do that. Uh, Let me read you a passage. Okay, what about new jobs? Uh oh, I guess I didn't think about new jobs. I refolded the schedule and stuffed it into my back pocket. Once again, Christy exchanged serious looks with Marianne and the others. You know, Mal. It's really important that we all be available to take jobs, she said. If no one's free, then people will stop calling. I know that, I mumbled, but my story, 
I didn't finish the sentence. I think my friends knew how important the story was to me, but the BSC was also important, and they wanted to make sure I didn't forget it. Jesus. It's all about the bottom line with old brass tacks Christy Thomas over there. It's all about the fucking fat cat capitalists. This is what no room for 20% time at the Babysitter's Club. There's no room for... The creative culture is non-existent. That's not what we do here. No. We're a factory. We're a babysitting factory. Right. You're just a fucking line on my spreadsheet. Right. You know who's good at writing in that spreadsheet? Marianne. That's why she's a more expensive line on that spreadsheet. She gets a higher salary. Does she? Probably. Probably. She can also babysit evenings. Right. I bet... Do you think the junior members get paid less? I hope so. They should unionize. They should unionize. They should demand fair and equal pay. Yeah. Well, you know what happened when Mallory started down that road? She went on strike, and then she got caught back in the net of a consumerist, capitalistic, rotten society. Right. She was like, I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to spend all my money. Then I'm going to be fucking broke. I'm going to have to go crawling back to the BSC. I'm going to have to accept their dumb terms. Their 100% time. Right. Hey, come on! What's your percent time thing? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Are we doing a role play? One hundred. One hundred percent. Oh, is that one hundred percent of your time goes to your own projects? That's very generous. Like, how do they make any money? No, Mal. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent of your time. Yeah. Do you understand? That's we- confusing logic because, like, I think in the um, common marketplace now it's called 20 percent time because it's 20 percent of your time goes to your personal project so it should really like what you're describing is zero percent time okay yeah i understand right where you're coming from yeah when you sign the contract to enter into the bsc right i now own 100 percent of you get back to work what about my story <laughs> i'm laughing i'm laughing at you both as me jack shepherd Award-winning host of the BSC podcast. And not a shepherd. <laughs> and not a shepherd. And as... Christy Thomas. Christy Thomas. Right. Fat cat entrepreneur who is pushing her workers. This is give. not the way you run a startup, Christy. I mean, you're smart in hiring young talent for cheap. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's a common startup strategy. It's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't... You gotta... These young people, like these, they need their own special time. Baby boomers? Yeah, definitely baby boomers. (laughs) No, Mal is your age, right? Mal's my age. Mal's my age. So she's... Oh, yeah. Gen X. These these Gen Xers? Right. These Gen Xers don't understand the value of hard work. No. You know who's going to... You know, Christy, wait till you meet the millennials. You're (laughs) going to fucking hate them. Yeah, they're not going to work for you. Oh, boy. They're like, wait, we don't have 80% time? Christy, uh, where's the seltzer machine? Yeah, yeah. Christy, uh, I already gave twenty percent. Can I go home now? <laughs> Sorry, millennials. I love you. I love you, millennials. I love you, and I kiss you, millennials. <laughs> don't stop, please. Don't. don't I am a millennial. Fuck you, Jack. So, yeah, I'm millennials. You have an ally in me. <laughs> Jack is a Gen Xer because he was born in the seventies. Ugh. Right at the end. And right I'm a millennial because I was born in the mid-80s. Yeah. 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 And you know what, millennials? I love you and I kiss you. And if you want to give 20%, that's better than 80% from a pathetic, out-of-touch Gen Xer like me. Yeah. You know? They don't even know how to use computers. Yeah. Can you believe it, Baby Nation? Yeah. I have to lug my fucking typewriter into work. <laughs> every goddamn day. 
<laughs> You've got one of those suitcase typewriters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate myself. Tanner, I have a question for you. Yes. Did you this week have a... <gasps> Good. That'll show those assholes in the bar next door. Yeah, fuck you. What's it called? Oh, we shouldn't. Oh, do not fucking triangulate. Just bleep that. (laughs) Bleep what I just said. I'm going to bleep the shit out of that. Oh, I'm just going to do a fucking siren sound for that. <laughs> it's going to, like, hurt Baby Nation's <laughs> <Yeah>. ears. <laughs> Who dared. Just so there's no yeah. chance they could hear that. Who dared to try to listen to the bar that is next door to me. So you can go there and, like, they seem like they have a great... You know what, yeah. Baby Nation? So you can go there and enjoy, like, a fine yeah. beverage. You got a lot of good bars in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's all just yeah. beeps to Baby Nation. Yeah. Well, and I'm right across the street from this fucking awesome beep. <laughs> you didn't have anything. <laughs> no one's going to know. <laughs> yeah, I had one. <laughs> you had a burn of the week? Yeah. Tell me. What's going on, my mom asked. She set a bowl of fried potatoes on the table. Claire licked one gooey finger and said, Mallory's not going to play with us today. I spooned some potatoes onto my plate and said, I'm striking. You mean like in baseball, Nikki asked? Three strikes and you're out? Sort of. Only this is one strike and I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Out of one, said Jordan. Patience, (laughs) I muttered under my breath. (laughs) I wrote this down as my word of the week as well. It's not like a great one, but no, it's, it's fucking brilliant wordplay. It's like who's on third. Yeah. It's just like clever witticism after clever witticism. Yeah. She blows it out of the fucking water. Is it like baseball? Three strikes and you're out? No. One strike. I'm on strike. Right. Which is a beautiful play on words. Okay. And I'm out in the sense of I'm leaving now. Yeah. Which is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then he says out of what? And she says patience. Right. I'm out of patience. Yeah. Verbal fireworks <laughs> from Mallory Pike. Yeah. It was a good string of hot burns from old Mallory, who's usually not a very burn-heavy babysitter. Yeah. Because she's kind of boring. I Oh, uh-oh. Uh, shall I bleep that out? Yeah, bleep that out. You know what? This podcast has always been about truth. Has it? Yeah. Okay. Since fucking day one, man. Okay. And while we're talking about truth, while we're vulnerable right now, we're laying it all out. Can I ask you a question? No. Okay. I'm sick of answering your question. Let me ask you one more. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Did you cry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to answer that without stuttering. Okay. Why would you stutter? Because normally when you ask me that question, we'd say something like, did you ever? (laughs) 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 Yeah. I said I was going to answer that question without stuttering. Here you are. Fucking stuttering. Here you are. I had a genuine one. I had a genuine, got choked up, tear came to my eye moment in this book, which is hasn't happened in probably 20 books. Oh, I've got one. Yeah. I'm looking through. I wrote down a few because there are a few times where I like kind of choked up. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same for you. Only one way to find out, and it's not continuing to talk about whether it could be. 
What are you saying, man? Just get to the point. <laughs> well, here's a problem. Yeah. I've kind of already given 80% on this podcast. Oh, okay. So I'm in my 20% time. Are you interested in pursuing this as part of your 20% time? <laughs> wow, that's a big ask. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make you do anything. But <laughs> I mean, I do provide you with this free fro yo <laughs> and healthcare benefits and a handsome salary. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that got me. Mallory, in the course of being on strike, which we have decided was a pretty brave thing for her to do, something that she needed to do, she needed to get a room of her own. Uh-huh. to write in she needed to push back against the bourgeois forces that were assailing her that were keeping her down were keeping her oppressed keeping right. her creativity back yep yep you're saying all the words you're saying every word in the course of that she alienated her family and her friends yeah particularly claire her sister pike claire pike okay but later when they're going on a, this day that Mallory organizes for all of the Pike brothers and sisters. Are you familiar with this scene? Yeah, I'm familiar with it because it was my fucking tearful moment. <laughs> Do you? I suspected it was going to be. Let's share this together. Do you want to land this story for the Baby Nation, Tanner? Because this is a beautiful fucking moment. Nikki chose Frodo after his pet hamster. Triplets named themselves Robin Hood, Little John, and Friar Tuck. Vanessa decided to be Emily Dickinson. Margot decided to be Queen Margot. Kind of baller move on Margot's part. Yeah, that was awesome. Finally, Claire, who had been quietly wrestling with her hat, held it up to me and said, Write my name, please. It's spelt, please. You're, you're interpolating. What do you want to be called, I asked. Mallory. She gave me a big grin. I was surprised. Not mean old Mallory? She giggled and shook her head so hard her hair bounced. Nope, just Maui. Is it good when I do the thing? Yeah, it actually it worked yeah. for me. My vision grew blurry, and I knelt beside my sister and squeezed her so hard she cried. Ow. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. Anne knows what she's doing. And she- unlike Hodges, yeah. you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. You've actually obviously invested some time in these books. Yeah, you you did your 80%. Right. And then you were like, you know what I'm going to spend my 20% time on? Making these motherfuckers cry yeah. week after week after week. And Hodges was like, uh, did they rake in this book? Uh, <laughs> because I did a raking picture. <laughs> Maybe that was Hodges' 20% yeah. time. He's and like, it- I want one of the girls raking. <laughs> and they're like, all right. And it's like, Hodges! <laughs> You did it again. (laughs) Well, wait, let's think about this. I bet if we went and looked at every cover, about 20% of them would have no relation to the actual story of the book. That's just Hodges doing Hodges, you know? Yeah, Hodges is like, I'm on my 20% time. The good news is what I want to do in this free time is draw Babysitter's Club covers. The bad news is, like, I'm not going to read the book. No. (laughs) No, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to paint some tableaus that Hodges is in. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we have Hodges on the show <laughs> yeah, and make either. him answer yeah. for all of these transgressions. Yeah. And if you're listening, and I know you are, can you please use your influence to try and get Hodges on yeah, this show? Please. 
It's super important. It's all we want, and <laughs> it's all it's all we ask for. We have one wish. This is what we wish for. We should get him to paint us. Oh my god! Oh, fuck. Can we start a Kickstarter? Yeah. Where we just get Hodges Swalio to paint to, us. Like, paint us. Yeah, that's not crazy. No. Which is what's his rate? I bet we could do it for like ten grand. Yeah. Baby Nation, you hear that? That's one of you. That's one of you. Yeah. <laughs> Giving twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> if each of you gave 20% of your salaries Yeah That's a beautiful oil painting of Jack and I Yeah And we'll get it like scanned And we'll send you a print I don't know Yeah 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 in the style of Hodges Swallow That'll be the rewards tier It'll be like $0 nothing Yeah $10,000 Yeah One scanned and printed And the way that's gonna work Just so you know For when you do this Kickstarter is we're going to send Hodges Swallow a picture of Tanner and I, like both of us looking into our microphones, recording this podcast. Yeah. And we're going to get back a picture of like <laughs> me and Tanner, like at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and I and like, like I'm on like, a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like helping you up when we're both laughing. Because <laughs> that's how Hodges works. Yeah. <laughs> One of the girls surely falls in this book, right? <laughs> Fuck you, Hodges. Uh, listen, Tanner. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'd love to. Tanner, this week, I have been Jack Shepard. I have been Tanner Greenring this week. Do you want to just kind of throw that this week at the beginning to make nah. it a parallel construction? Nah. Okay. Definitely don't want to. Okay. You know what? It's fine. Yeah. Sometimes I'm Jack Shepard, sometimes you're Tanner Greenring. Yep. Who can say? This week we read a book called Mallory on Strike. Yep. Next week we're reading a we're book. We're going to read a book called... Do you want me to do it? Because I think you don't know what the book is. If you want to do it, go ahead. What is it? Okay, great. Why don't I do it in that case? Yeah. Next week we're going to read a little book called Jesse's Wish. Jesse's Wish, Jesse's Wish is the book we're going to read next week. Right. Yeah. Baby Nation. See, I didn't give you a clean edit there, so you're going to have to use my take. Yeah. And I didn't follow your sentence construction. Great. And what And and what are you going to do with that victory? It gave me uh, just a brief <laughs> moment of like... <laughs> this is a little buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's already passed. Baby Nation, thank you for your many lovely and delightful reviews on iTunes. They give me great joy. Tanner doesn't read them because he's afraid he's going to come across a bad one. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. But I read them. Sometimes I read them to Tanner, uh, and they give us great solace, and they also help to get our podcast noticed by other people in iTunes because it pushes the podcast up the rankings in the iTunes algorithm, TMI, but that's the way it goes. Please do rate, review, and subscribe. Here's a true fact. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you'd think the boys had just been in bed. Baby Nation, let me set the scene for you. Yeah. <laughs> I had Jack over at my house Monday night to watch The Bachelor with me and my wife. We're in a league. We bet on it. 
We pit these actual human women against one another in competition. Mm -hmm. Jack came over. He went to go use my facilities at one point. I have a bathroom, not to brag, but (laughs) uh, he went in there. He was in there for a little while. He came out, finished up the episode, went home. Next morning, I woke up, went to the shower, took a shower, finished up, toweled off, got dressed, went to work. On my way into work, I get a text from my wife who got in the shower after me that said, did you leave this wandering frog person here <laughs> or did Jack? And I said, what wandering frog person where? And she said, there's a wandering frog person in the shower. I don't know how you missed it, <laughs> but I did. So Jack, congratulations. Yeah. You and I mm-hmm. are both winners in the, in wandering, the wandering frog, frog person. Game. We are, And tam- my wife has graciously accepted yeah. her loss with humility and now there is another loser. Yeah. And Jamie is... Greenring. Jamie Greenring. Uh, Tanner, as a fellow winner. Yeah. What does it feel like to be a winner? I... Oh, God. It's just such great heights, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, postal service. <laughs> it's 